Hi, I'm Todd Nathanson. And I'm Lena Morgan. Welcome to a song versus song bonus episode. Every year, we force ourselves to sit through the Grammys. We did it again this year. Boy, uh, even though I'm on the West Coast, it still feels like it's like past midnight by the time I start recording these. It's a long watch. <laughs> it's a long sit. Oh, I don't know why I still do this. I don't have to do this. It's. I mean, it's fun. I don't no. dislike doing it. I mean, this was a good, uh, you know, I would say this is a pretty good telecast. Like, we agree on this, right? This was, you know, a pretty good, uh, pretty good show for the Grammys. I wasn't embarrassed to be there. I think that uh, there have been years where I thought that the highs were higher. Mm-hmm. But also, in some ways, the lows were lower. The, there are a couple of lows here. But I feel like, I don't know that any of them were, the musical performance was so bad that I couldn't enjoy it type of low. It was, somebody said a thing, and I wish they hadn't. Or somebody won an award, and I thought, that seems wrong. Those mm-hmm. kinds of lows, which are, you know, the second one's fine to watch. The former, I guess, maybe we'll maybe we'll touch on Christ. I don't know if I want to. Uh, please remember <laughs> that you. we. That I'm we, not going to tell you what to do. We are it's but your a podcast too. We are but a tiny podcast. Yeah, and uh, and are not out to change the world. <laughs> um, but I but I maybe I'll 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 talk a little shit about one segment of the thing, but it'll be in and out. So if you don't want me to do it, it'll be brief. But let's let's start at the start. Uh, the the start meaning what? What, what? what were your expectations going in? You know, it's weird. There was like not a lot of buzz coming into this one, and like y- you were asking, it's like so. What are the storylines coming into this year's Grammys? And unlike years in the past, where there seemed to be like a lot of controversy or a lot of like uh, chatter going on, I was like, man, no one's really talking about it tonight. So I don't know what I expected, and uh, this was fine. This was good. I don't like some of the winners. That's about it. Uh, the perform- I can name a, a couple of performances that were really, really good. Uh, like, all-timers. That's going to be... I don't know that I agree that there were any true all-timers for this. Maybe, oh, may- think, maybe, think- maybe one or two, but we'll, I guess we can get into it. All right, so what did, what did you expect coming into this? I mean nothing. <laughs> yeah, I like I said, I think I think maybe like my my the big thing I remember us talking about was how many awards is the right amount of awards to for let me try that again. How many awards is the right amount of awards for Taylor Swift to win? Uh, where people will be happy for her and not find the process of her winning everything insufferable. And the answer I think is two, and that's what she got. Two is correct. Uh, I feel like that is the right amount where the Taylor stands will be satisfied. I mean, she. I mean, they were they were big, big awards, and uh, but also not so dominant that it would actually like cause a serious backlash for her. But like, I, I don't know what I'm talking about. Like, there's not going to be a backlash for Taylor Swift. Like, I, you know, she is the, the most overexposed human being on the planet. Uh, I don't think anyone has been this overexposed since Britney Spears in, like, 2002. I think and, it's best-case scenario, though. Two awards feels right. For Midnight's, that feels right. 
I liked Midnight's a lot more than I think a lot of people did. I don't think like it's a pretty common thing to say that that's one of her best albums. So I think there might be some backlash based on that. I think people would have been happier for it to go to someone else because Midnight's is not super beloved. I like it a lot, um, uh-huh. but that's neither here nor there. I don't. I think that there. So there's one surprise from the night, which I guess we'll talk about as we get into it more. There was definitely a song I didn't think was going to walk away with anything, and then it walked away with a bunch, and that was Flowers. I mean, I I did see people um, predicting that that was going to do well. I was like, really? But uh, they were they were correct. I mean, like the the thing about Flowers that I think both you and I agreed on this, which is why we didn't think it was going to do well, is that uh, Flowers sucks. It's a bad song and it sucks. A whole year of having that pounded down my throat and I just have not taken to it at all. And uh, this this night certainly made me like it less. Sure. We could talk about that. I think uh, in due course. Um, I, I wanted to ask you something. Have you heard anything about what happened with Killer Mike? Oh, yeah. What was that about? This is sort of the wildest thing that happened in the lead up, right? Because I was I was watching to keep an eye on, like, were there any interesting uh, wins going in prior to the main broadcast? Yeah. And, you know, Paramore won some stuff. Boy Genius won some stuff, you know. And so you could say, well... They won some stuff before the broadcast, so they are not going to win anything now. Like, Boy Genius, once I heard that they won a couple of things in the pre-broadcast, I was like, it's a wrap. Like, if they win anything, I'll be shocked. Mm-hmm. Um, but they won exactly where you'd expect them to. And then Killer Mike won, and then got arrested. Yeah. And I, you know what I wish had happened instead? I wish Dave Chappelle had won and then got arrested. <laughs> that would have been way more fun for me. Uh, the Killer Mike thing, though, I... I haven't checked again since I looked last, but I didn't see a, and here's why he got arrested, but literally like he won the award and then there was video of him being walked out by the cops and some white guy on the sidelines doing like a Black Panther fist <laughs> like thing. A, a Black Power fist. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Uh, and then of course... Uh, the most normal thing that could have possibly happened because I looked it up and was like, I'll, I'll get an answer for this. The internet will tell me. Let me tell you what the internet told me. Not the answer to my question, but it did tell me that uh, a very certain fandom was very keen on talking about how much Killer Mike's award should be taken away from him and given to somebody else. And that somebody else, of course, is everybody's favorite rapper, Nicki Minaj. Yeah, they, they said uh, Nicki Minaj and Ice Spice won for Barbie World. Do I have that right? And then it was like misannounced on Twitter. Uh, the the actual winner was Killer Mike. Then I assume the Barb's got him arrested. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, you, you know what? I'll tell you what. Uh, not impossible. No, it's impossible. Um, if uh, if Nikki wasn't going to be able to buy up Meg's catalog, uh, I don't think the Barb's are going to be able to get Killer Mike arrested. Anyway, it was weird, and, and and the barbs were, as usual, having a total normal one. I don't know. What, what kind of therapist do you think those folks have? Is it is it Dr. Nick? Hey, put these <laughs> two golf balls in your mouth. I don't know. Bye, everybody. I mean, but I don't get anyone's stand, so, like, I'm not singling anyone out. But I mean, it was a wild thing. To, listen, I, it can't be out of pocket to say it's not appropriate to go... Killer Mike got arrested. Good. Give his award to Nicki Minaj. That seems weird. 
I mean, we agree that's weird, a weird thing to say. We are recording this right after the Grammys. We still don't know what the hell he got arrested for. I saw someone say on Twitter that it was just they were saying it was just like minor misdemeanor crap. But a couple of them, like two or three charges of misdemeanors. And I have no idea if that's true. I have absolutely no idea if that's true. I don't even know who said that. Like, it could be anything. We we just don't know. Is this the first time someone has got a, gotten there's arrested no, there's got, at a major be. awards? That feels impossible. I know they were trying to arrest Snoop Dogg at the 1994 VMAs and he, he got, or the 1993 or 94, and he got out of there uh, safely. I guess Killer Mike just didn't see it coming, huh? Yeah. I mean, yeah, he Snoop Dogg. I wasn't had, expecting that one. Snoop Dogg Snoop had plenty, knew it was happening. plenty of forewarning about this one. Yes, that I remember. Um, now that you bring it up, I do remember him being quite aware of the fact that there was an intention. So maybe we'll find out what the hell that's about later. I don't know. Could be. Uh, that was what I remember about the pr- the pre-show. And I also saw, I was like kind of flipping around. And I saw an interview with Gracie Abrams where she very graciously was just happy to be there. <laughs> like she might as well have gone up and been like, hi, it's me, Nepo baby, Gracie Abrams. I'm not winning tonight but it's very nice to be around. Anyway, bye, everybody. I like Gracie Abrams, by the way. But, I do, too. Um, or I like a couple but, songs but, I've but, heard but, from her. But, uh, you know, considering the category she was in, which is Best New Artist, there were a lot of other people that were um, far more likely to win. And had she won, it would have been... I can't tell if it would have been weirder than what happened last year. That happens sometimes. The One of the, like, the jazz or classical people who get nominated and all the other... Uh, candidates have like a split vote and the jazz classical people all glom onto Samara joy. That's what yes, happened. That is what, that is what happened last year. That's what I remember. I was that's like, kind of wow. why like, I thought like, like, she walked out on stage and I was like, that's right. That happened. Uh, you know, and that's why I was, uh, kind of suspecting John Batiste might, uh, steal something. He did not. It's funny thing. Rolling stone predicted that Gracie Abrams was going to win. And I was like, like, there's no way unless she, uh, well, well, she's buddies with Taylor and she opened for Taylor, didn't she? Yeah, but she wasn't even like one of the main openers. Like if she had been uh, she was like the opening opening act. If she was at the concert I had been at, uh, I would have missed her. That's all I knew. I mean, like I've listened to her music, but I, you know, me listening to your music is not exactly like. Wow, everybody's listening to this artist. I listen to music that five people listen to. So, you know, I, I wasn't exactly thinking, well, because I like Gracie Abrams, that means she's going to she's going to walk away with it. So, uh, you know, I it's like, assumed, what are you talking about, Rolling Stone? Are you predicting that J.J. Abrams is going to buy his daughter a Grammy? Or did J.J. Abrams buy this prediction to get her name out there? I don't get what, why you would think Gracie Abrams would win. Anyway, you thought Ice Spice was going to win. I mean, I just, you know, she's got so many farts. Boy, if she had a chance, I feel like that new song <laughs> killed her momentum in its track. I mean, they probably voted well before that song came out or was announced. But uh, I predict I don't Victoria- think it has anything to do with anything. Anyway, listen, can we can we backtrack and, okay. and start from the beginning? Because I feel like I, I took some notes, which I rarely do, but I did it mm-hmm. this time. So let's follow the notes. All right. The show opened with Dua Lipa. She uh, sang her new song. Training, training season, season. Mm-hmm. and then she also sang the other song that she put out late last year, Houdini. 
she also put, sang a little Dance Tonight. What did you think about her performance and those songs? Because Training Season, I don't think we've really heard before, have we? I think that might be its debut, yes. Boy, I, I don't feel good about this Dua Lipa uh, era or this album cycle. And, like, Training Season is probably the best uh, you could have gotten from that. And I was like, everything about it is good, except that it's a song called Training Season. And I just well, I just don't it, think that's a good hook. Lyrically. A real, a real follow up to physical. <laughs> uh, you know, as 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 always, I'm in uh, I'm in favor of uh, of an artist who has a catalog of songs that make you go to the gym, and I do believe that Dua Lipa does good gym music. That's fair enough. I don't know that that's going to translate to a lot of Billboard success, but it might translate to me losing some weight. <laughs> Uh, I, I feel like I couldn't get the vibe off of um, training season. And the reason why is that because it was, to the best of our knowledge, the debut of that song, I think we also were seeing a debut of the dance that corresponds with the song because it felt like the choreography was not there. Like they hadn't figured it out yet. She seemed uncomfortable. The dancers seemed like they didn't quite know the moves yet. It seems like they didn't have a lot of time to rehearse it, whereas once they switched over to Houdini, things felt a little bit cleaner because that's something that she actually has been kind of going around with a little bit now. But, uh, yeah, it really stood out to me that she has not rehearsed this song publicly where she also has to dance around. And as we all know, Dua Lipa will forever be mocked for her first era worth of dance routines. I mean, she's she's so far past that. Do, do people still remember that? Yeah, like, uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you who, who mean, does remember it. Dua the, Lipa. The internet. Dua, yes. <laughs> Dua, Dua Lipa really remembers it because she constantly and begrudgingly jokes about this sort of Night at the Roxbury-esque sort of uh, quality that she had early on in her career. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think that it was hard to get a, a a real feel for that song because I watched her not quite be ready for prime time for the dance choreography on that song yet. And it's hard for me to judge. Dua Lipa's songs always sound way better the hundredth time you hear them than the first. So I I am willing to you know give it some time, see how how it makes me feel. I mean, I'm stand I'm still standing by Houdini. I know you are still like at best on the fence. Uh, I mean, like, Houdini sounds great. It's just that it's called Houdini. And uh, like I said, that's it. It's just not a hook to me. Oh, I like it. Um, I'm laying my know, claim I'm, to it. I'm fine. I, I'm happy to be wrong, but I'll be happier if I'm right. I really like that song. I mean, I, I feel the same way about it that I did about the weekend's Dawn FM singles. The beat is there. The production is there. I don't know if the song is there. Mm. Anyway. So, so that was our opener, and it felt a little lackluster. Like I, I would no, say I, the, I, gra- I, the Grammys were off to an okay start. I wasn't blown away by it. I, I thought it was pretty decent. I, 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 I gave that one a thumbs up. Not like a huge get, thumbs up, but. Sure. Okay. I'm going to give it a thumb sideways. Mm-hmm. Then uh, Trevor Noah comes out. Uh, they really want to talk about how much the Grammys loves women. Look at how many women are up for awards tonight. It was a, a, it was a lot of that. I mean, to be fair, it was an extremely female uh, Grammys. 
I mean, that's not wrong, but they really were like, let's like, let's hang six billion lanterns on that. <laughs> we really want people to get off our back about this. Look, it, the thing happened. You guys wanted this, right? It's like it, it was like it was like Dakota Johnson marketing Madam Web. It's a movie full of women. You guys want that, right? It's like, I yes, I do, but please don't say it like that. Help me. I don't. I don't know that that was a thing. I don't know that that was like like what they the the Grammys gets shit for is 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 race stuff like the racial diversity because it's always goes to the white people, including tonight. Well, yeah, I can't deny that, but I do think also that like there's always a, a desire for uh, less men and more women in all awards. Right. That made me more of like an Oscars and, and director kind of situation. Right. Like, yeah, women do the win the big awards all the time. They even won Best Country Award this tonight. Yes, yes they did. Now, I don't know anything about that other than that. It seemed like that was a surprise. It was a and surprise to me. Confirmed that it was a surprise to you. Uh, I did expect Zach Bryan to walk away with that. Um, that did feel like maybe it was a statement. I, but I, I don't know. I'm not in the grant country Grammys world. Well, I don't think, I don't, listen, I don't think that there being a lot of women there was a statement. I think that there were, and the Grammys were like, this will be good. Let's talk about this too much. And it's like, <laughs> you could have talked about this just like 15% less is all I'm well, saying. It does. We don't, we don't need to hit the, hit the gong that hard. We all can see that. This is nice. Yes. Lovely. Um, so yeah, you get your, uh, you get your opener. You get some, you get a couple of jokes. Uh, you know, I, uh, Trevor Noah has always been good at this. He's always been a good host. That's why he's keeps doing, that's why they keep him uh, around. But I was especially primed to appreciate him after watching the Golden Globes a couple of weeks ago, which was brutal. It was very bad. It was very painful. Joe Coy is not going to be the Golden Globes permanent host. And it just kind of like, I hope everyone appreciates how hard it is to do uh, one of these events to be at least funny enough to not tank is extremely hard. The jokes were fine. They were good. I got a solid chuckle out of a bunch of them. I don't remember what they are now. Yeah, I, exactly I wish I had taken you, some notes. I, but they, yeah. were, they were good enough. And Trevor Noah has, has good award energy. Yeah. He's got he, he, the award show energy that you need to carry people through a very long award show. Yeah, like the previous host of The Daily Show, Jon Stewart, hosted the Grammys once. and That uh, seems not good. It was... God, was it bad? The reviews were wildly mixed. Some people liked his snark. Some people thought, man, we're here to like have a good time, not shit on everything. And yeah, it's, it's kind of weird, right? You'd yeah. be like, I don't, I don't know that he's really... The, the like, vibe, uh, you know, John Stewart, I think, could be a fine host for certain things. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. look, they, they never had Ricky Gervais do it, did they? <laughs> could you imagine <sighs> the during the, the joke? Oh, there was a joke about they made a joke about um, Taylor Swift, the CIA and football that I remember that I did write that down as a, as a, as a, as a note. And then um, there was a joke about how all the music had been taken off of TikTok. Right. And they came at Spotify. Yes, yes. The joke was, shame on you, TikTok, for ripping off all those artists. That's Spotify's job. I mean... A thoroughly acceptable joke. It's a good joke. Um, 
I think, I mean, I saw the punchline coming a mile away and I was like, I, I feel like the, the entire audience saw it coming too. Cause they, they erupted uh, the entire music industry really appreciated that joke. <laughs> so there, so there was all that. And that was the lead up to, there's a good chance award. that you were listening to this on Spotify. So hi, yeah. ever out there out That's in the fine. internet, rip us off daddy. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, Mariah Carey comes out. She's presenting best pop solo performance. And the winner is Miley Cyrus for flowers. Right. Now we can, now we can talk about it. This speech sets the, the Miley Cyrus tone for the night. Do you remember what happened? It's, it's been six years. Do you remember? Yes, I remember. Miley Cyrus was so weird tonight. <laughs> My, I saw someone on Twitter, sorry, whoever I'm stealing this from, say something like this was like the perfect midpoint between crazy wild child Miley Cyrus from 2013 and uh, drunk aunt legacy artist Miley Cyrus from 2033. <laughs> yeah, I don't... Mm. I, so I liked the part where she came up and she c- compared herself to Mariah Carey because they're both MC. And they're, they're boy, the, the next line really got me. Uh, the, 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 she basically said they're both icons, right? You know, this is too iconic. I was like, you can't say that about yourself. I mean, is she wrong? I think Miley Cyrus has been around long enough that if be. she wants to call herself an icon, she's not incorrect. Uh, it was It was a weird thing to say. I what I like about it is that she then went on to say I wasn't going to tell this story but because Mariah Carey's here I'm going to and I was like I don't know what's about to happen but just going in could be wrong but going in there's nobody who wants to hear a long story less <laughs> than Mariah Carey Mariah what? I don't know her Carey <laughs> Uh, but then it was some story about how uh, I guess this song was her butterfly. She like, I'll never catch a butterfly. And when she never thought she was going to catch it, then flowers came and that was her butterfly. And mm-hmm. she was like, Mariah Carey will like this. And Mariah Carey, to her credit, did go, aw, because, you know, she, she had that album. Butterfly, butterfly. yes, yes. So it did, it, when it, listen, by the time we got to the end, I thought, well, it, I mean, like, there's an internal logic here. I'm not wondering where, like, where in the M Night Shyamalan twist we got to, but like, I was, I was like, nope, it makes sense. All checks out. Miley was was so weird tonight. Like, I I don't want to say she was like on something or like drunk or something because that wasn't really no, the no, vibe. No, 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 no. I don't think so. But she was off. She was having a good time in a way that I guess I don't generally see at awards shows. Not even like the drunk ones, like the Golden Globes. I don't know, like everything she seemed to be doing was just like subtly off. And I just didn't, I I am having difficulty describing it. I just, I kept thinking that there was a very Vegas vibe to what was going on. Oh, certainly when she took the stage for it to to sing. Yes, but like even before that, like it's just very like, I I felt like she was at like a roast, right? Like she was at the Friars, like she was at the Friars Club and, and, and barely staying alive, right? Like just treading water. I don't know. It was it was weird, but I do love Miley. Um, the, her winning for flowers, I love less. I guess we'll talk about that more as she wins again because she does win again for that song. 
But um, <clears throat> I did want to, uh, because we're already like almost half an hour in, goddamn, um, talk about the fact that the next performance was Fast Car with Luke Combs and the actual creator of Fast Car, <laughs> uh, Tracy, Tracy Chapman. Like, Man, I am at least glad to see Tracy Chapman on stage and see him, see her on stage with Luke Combs because people were so fucking weird about that cover. So I just like, don't think there's I, a, is there a lot to be weird about? It just feels they, like people were he extremely did a weird about it. The song was a, a decent cover that just didn't really do anything exceptional that set it hugely apart mm-hmm. from what had already been done. And I don't know that there's a lot else to say about it. Like it's not bad. It's I mean, not you, great. You did not, it's you did good. Not, you did not see the discord. Uh, I mean, the discourse, it was, it I don't was doubt brutal. that there was discourse. I just, I don't, I mean, like, listen, I'm not going to tell anybody how to feel, but like my honest reaction to it was, I don't know how this really adds in a profound way. Um, but I don't think it's hurting fast car and certainly having Tracy Chapman up on the stage with Luke Combs nerding out the whole time. <laughs> Like, I don't know if it's actually the height of his career, but he acted like it was like he'd like he'd peaked and it was all going to be downhill from here. Like he was very happy to be there. And they had a nice little thing at the beginning before they even performed where he talked about how much he loved the song and how much it meant to him and how good he felt about giving the song to people who maybe had never heard it before. And I think that's like, again, I don't want to tell anybody how to feel about it, but I, I do think that there's probably a lot of people who heard the song because of Luke Combs and probably went back and listened to the Tracy Chapman version and learned that that version is better. <laughs> you know, I, I I'm, I'm sure that it describes somebody, but like Fast Car was not exactly a forgotten song. That's that's true. But there, I mean, like, I don't know. There's got to be younger people who were like coming into it because of Luke Combs. It, it's a number greater than zero, Todd. Uh, you know, it's a it's a good it's a decent cover. I never was bothered hearing it. So, uh, what, I mean, but what did you think of this, the performance where it's the two of them? To be honest, I didn't really like it as much as everyone else did. Everyone else kind of went nuts for it. Um, I'm not sure. I just didn't really like the, the arrangement. It's interesting. That was not, I mean, I thought it was nice. Uh, and I really appreciated, you know, it was like one of, it was like, ah, Tracy Chapman's up on stage and everyone's going to like really give her flowers, which they did. Yeah. And that was a good feeling. That is. Um, my critique of the of the performance was no harmonies. Like you have two people singing the song. <laughs> you don't like nobody wanted to take the counter melody. Like I, it was very strange to me that like at no point did they either of them sing a different note. Right. It was just them yeah. singing the same like like we're just going to take turns and then occasionally sing at the same time. That's a karaoke performance like. It's a very good karaoke performance, which happens to involve the person who wrote the song. But yeah, I mean, I I thought it was good, but it was kind of kept off the the door of being great. Yeah, because there were just a couple things that felt missing. I see why it was very satisfying. I was still very like Tracy satisfied. Chapman's, Tracy Chapman seemed like she was living up there. She oh, yeah. was very happy. She was like Ed- she, she loved that being up there, and I was happy for her. I mean, like Tracy Chapman's great. Again, like I don't, I feel that Luke Combs has not done this this great performer dirty in the slightest, in my mm-hmm. opinion. 
Like, like I said, people were weird about it. But anyway. I, yes. Okay, so that happened. And then, uh, Carol G won an award. Yeah, I, I don't really have anything to say about that. I mean, I, I, I knew as soon as her name came up that she was winning. That's it. Uh, SZA came out, did a performance. What did you think about that? Uh, I liked um, the snooze part of it more than I liked the Kill Bill part of it. That might be because I sensed that SZA likes snooze a lot more than she likes Kill Bill. It was okay. See, this yeah. is the thing. You were talking about, like, the all-time performances. I guess we'll eventually we'll find some, but a lot of the ones early on were just okay for me. Not bad, yeah. but just okay. You know, SZA has said very much, like, she she doesn't see the big thing about Kill Bill. She wrote it in, like, half a second to fill out the the album, and I could sense that. And I, I like Kill Bill a lot, or I've learned to like it a lot. Uh, I, I wouldn't have ended on Kill Bill. I would have maybe started with Kill Bill mm. and then mm. maybe moved on to something else. All right. Well, now I feel like we've got to be getting to one of the all-time performances from the night. Mm-hmm. Because shortly after this, Billie Eilish came out and did What Was I Made For? This, I thought, was great. Oh, God, yeah. Ex- four stars. Exceptional. Uh, four out of four. I I thought she was amazing. And, uh, you know, I was already primed to like this. Actually, I was like, I was kind of like getting tired of, of seeing the praise for it. I said as much in a video. Uh, but uh, this one kind of reminded me why I love that song so much and why fucking everybody loves that song so much. It absolutely ruled. And there was uh, a part in there where, you know, she doesn't like belting. She doesn't like stretching her voice like that. That's why she doesn't. <laughs> All the time. And it's like, she does that really well. And like, that's, it sounds very hard to do. And she makes it work. And there's a a clip floating around an interview where she was like, yeah, we were like talking about singing it different ways. And she demonstrates other ways she can sing it. She really belted out. And like every one of them would have sucked, right? Like there's a reason why she sings it the way she does in her Billie Eilish voice. I'm going to tell you something. I I don't mean to deny the credulity of the thing Billie Eilish said, but, like, I'm not sure I believe that. <laughs> like, Billy, you have the one way. That, like, like, you have a very dynamic voice, but, like, those other ways you describe singing this song, I was like, when have you ever sung a song that way? <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, like, that's did, fair. Did, were you thinking, like, ah, maybe we should change it up? And then you were like, no, the old standby <laughs> of my perfect fucking voice is what we'll use. Um, but yeah, I thought that it was achingly beautiful. Um, I thought that she, as a live performance of that song, I thought, you know, it it can be very hard, I think, to make a live performance version of a song as opposed to the studio version sound better to somebody watching it on a TV. Do you know what I mean? Like if you're at a show, just being there adds a whole layer. But, you know, it's like if you watch a performance on SNL, even if it's a very good performance, you're watching it through your TV, it kind of loses a little bit of the magic. And this was just great. This is maybe even better than the actual um, studio version, and the studio version is very good. Yeah, well, she she actually does belt a little when when she gets into the, the verse in that performance. I thought, and, and I the, thought that worked. I actually it, thought that that served the song in that space very well. Absolutely. And uh, I would say watching it on TV actually enhanced it because they did some pretty de- decent camera work on that with it floating around. You can like 
see the audience and stuff, I thought it was a, a great performance, like one of her best. Yes. Also, right before that, for some reason, Trevor Noah asked Billie Eilish's parents to fuck more. <laughs> that was that was weird. Trevor, man, I like you. Great host. That's a, don't don't sit down with someone's parents and be like, hey, I know your daughter and your son are right over there, but like, what if you fuck more? It's a weird thing to say. I don't, I know that the joke was like, ah, you should you should have kept making more kids, yeah. right? Like. You should have made as many Osmonds as you could, right? <laughs> like, I, I'm not sure that the logic holds up. And I think that as a joke, I don't know, man. It's just weird. I would not, if I would not want somebody to sit down next to my parents and go, you only have one kid. I didn't think anything about Why it. Why didn't you fuck more? <laughs> I didn't think anything about it, but uh, I actually didn't watch the Grammys. I'm just pretending to. Anyway. <laughs> All right, let's see. Where are we? Uh, oh, and then Miley did it. Miley did the thing. Oh, boy. What the fuck was that? I got so many things I want to say. Starting with, before she does the song, they did like a little video of her talking about stuff. Uh-huh. And there was a joke she made about being like, like there was all this stuff that was supposed to be like, you know, off the cuff, like not part of the performance, even though it all was very performative. And she was like, uh, do you want to know what conditioner I use? And I was like, Miley, that's a wig. <laughs> I can't, was that the joke that I missed it? If that, if that's what happened, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll eat that. But like, Miley, it's a wig. What a wig that wig is. You're really wigging it. Like, I don't know and then she came out and did the song. And boy, it was a Vegasy thing and she was trying to do Tina Turner. It wasn't until the end where they play, play it with like a, Ike and Tina Proud Mary arrangement where I was like, okay, that is supposed to be Tina Turner, which before then I kind of thought maybe, but like it's so weird and wrong that uh, I was not 100% sure. It's weird because Miley does have like that edge in her voice that Tina had. So like theoretically you could see where this could work. Uh, Then there's in practice where it did not work. Honestly, it was so bad. And so wrong that it kind of like looped the other side to me. I was like, this is so this is like, actually, I'm starting to appreciate it now because, you know, the Grammys are always so stayed. Uh, you know, they're always so uh, placid. And here's Miley. I'll, I'll remember it. Yeah. Here's Miley doing it. something so strange. Like none of her dancing seemed right. None of it like seemed super rehearsed. I don't know. She was just like 15% too on all night. Like, like someone who doesn't realize that their jokes aren't hitting. I I just don't know how to describe it. It was a, it was a very odd everything from her well, that she, night. The, the other thing she'd said before the song and performed the video was that she was doing it for herself. Mm-hmm. She was like, I don't care what anybody thinks. Like I've never, you know, I don't really perform this song live very often. Like I think like, you know, she'd never done it on television. I'd seen a video of her doing it where she did kind of like a low energy version of this where she kept like having like offhanded jokes in between each line. Yeah. Um, which did not play well here. Um, this is too no, much. You going said it was on. like Vegasy. I, th- I saw someone on Twitter saying it was like cruise ship performance. It was 12 cups of coffee. Yeah. Like she wasn't high. She was over caffeinated. That, that sounds absolutely right there. We got there. We got there. 
Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, she said she wanted to do it for herself. She said, you know, I want to be able to look back and remember this. And I was like, oh, this is like, I don't, you know, like, I don't, I'm definitely not going to forget it, Miley. You're not going to, but like, also, like, I bet Richard Nixon didn't forget Watergate for a long time. So, like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, no, I think she, I don't think she'll see anything wrong with it. I think that she'll be thrilled. And I'm sure a lot of other people were. I just thought, like, it was the height of self-indulgence, and I don't think it served the song or the venue. Especially since later on, somebody else also does a Tina uh, Turner thing, and that goes so much better that it made retroactively the Miley Cyrus performance seem a little worse even. Yeah, it was it was like tacky, I guess is the word. And like Miley, like if you tell Miley that was tacky, what is she going to be insulted? She doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, pr- I'm proud of you, Miley. You never give a shit. God yeah. bless. Um, I don't want, I don't want her to start. I just also don't want her to keep making albums like Endless Summer Vacation, which is terrible. I liked Endless Summer Vacation, or at least parts of the first half. And I did not like Flowers and I didn't like, it kind of fell apart for me towards the end, but I liked it more than you did. I just, it's not what I, that's not the vibe, man. Yeah. It's not the vibe. Anyway, uh, best country. We don't, I'm assuming you don't have too much to say. About I mean, we already that. said that, Like I was surprised Lainey Wilson, uh, the album's fine. I was, you know, a, a female country artist winning is a surprise these days because female country artists just don't seem to win at all. So uh, good on the Grammys for that, I guess. And then Lizzo comes out and gives best R&B song to SZA. Uh, the biggest disaster would have been if like SZA walked away with nothing, but, uh, she, she did win an award. So that's good. The the second award I'd like to give her for the, for the live portion of the evening is, uh, best, uh, acceptance speech. Oh yeah. That was I think she nice. won. Yes. Um, because it was a lot of her, like she, she was really doing some good PR for Lizzo at a time when I think Lizzo could use some. It, yes. It, 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 it doesn't hurt. Uh, uh, but also I like the part where she said, uh, I, I ugly cry. So I'm going to go Bye. Yeah. Was she the one that said this seems fake? <laughs> yes, I think it was. I'd like the whole thing. Just, yeah, I, I kept laughing because it was one of those, you know, someone gives a speech and you're like, this wasn't scripted in the slightest. You think this is fake? This is the realest shit you could have done. This is the Jennifer Lawrence of, of, of accepted speeches, right? The, the classic. I fell up the steps type of, sp- it was great. It was. All right. What happens next? You've got the notes. I, I took notes also, but I don't have them out with me. I don't, I don't feel like getting them. My notes are never any good. Olivia Rodrigo does vampire. I mean, I've already said, I don't like that song. Uh, I, I still like that song, but I, I, again, I don't, it's weird that at the Grammy, she was like, yeah, let me do the thing again where I've got a little like thing of blood in my hand and then I put it on my face and stuff. It's got, so it's so weird. I don't think she pulled it off. I do like the song a little better with live bass and drums. The, the performance is a little pitchy. She she uh, struggled to get a little on that big note. I wanted to talk about the guts situation because we we kind of touched on it when we were watching. But um, that's an album a lot of people really liked, and it just feels like it's gotten lost in the sauce. I feel like if it had had a, a a real second hit, it might have done better, but. Uh, second hits are hard for anyone to come by in this day and age off one album. It's uh, that's just the way the economics of music works. And uh, this, it, 
it wasn't as successful as the first album. Uh, the first album was the big one, and this was the melodrama compared to the pure heroin of the first one, the the Lord albums, in case that's not clear. But <laughs> critics loved it. Fans loved it. It just wasn't as successful for some for whatever reason. Uh, I couldn't tell you why. If Guts had had sour success and Sour had had Guts of success, it would have it would have cleaned up. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, I agree. All right, I think that's well said. Uh, you two with a sphere. You want to talk some shit about this? You were mad about them not being there, and I was mad about them being you two. <laughs> I mean that that was not um that wasn't that wasn't great. That wasn't good. Um, the the song is bad. I heard it on the radio uh, the other day. And it's just Call Me by Blondie. I think they had to like give Georgia Marauder and Debbie Harry a credit. It's it's just Call Me by Blondie. Also, I, I, I feel very strongly that you shouldn't have uh, award show performances at a second location. If you're not in the building, get the fuck off the TV. You're not here. <laughs> the VMAs do this quite a bit now. <laughs> yes, they do. I mean, like the VMAs are barely even like a thing. The Grammys, you you got the biggest you know arena in the, in the country. You can do something. Like don't indulge you two in their stupid fucking sphere. All right. Uh, well, they they, they presented an award. Yes, they did for best pop vocal. They weren't album. even there. And and uh, guess who won? Oh, this was Taylor Swift. That's right. And Taylor Swift got up on stage and said something that I was not expecting because she came out. And she had like very dramatic, the black fan. I'll tell you what, uh, Miley and Taylor, I'm trying to figure out like what other list of people are like being uh, really constantly, constantly trying to like bite off a drag queen style. Like I'm not, I'm not using the word, the A word appropriating, but like, you know, they're biting a little bit. They're, they're very inspired and very excited about the, that kind of drama. But um, I thought for sure when she got up on stage and said that she had a surprise, that it was just Taylor's version of uh, Reputation was coming. Like, the whole situation had a very Reputation vibe to it. Yeah. But instead, she announced, Dave is announcing, my cat is my cat right now is announcing that, uh, that there's a new Taylor Swift album coming out on April 19th called The Tortured, The Tortured, I'm torturing the title, Todd. Yeah. Uh, the Tortured, Tortured Poets Department. She is well into her Lana Del Rey standum. Well, Lana Del Rey was up with her at the end of the night, so you could really, yeah. you know, and she was talking about how she felt that um, Lana Del Rey is um, one of the most important legacy performers and then very quickly tacked on, still in her prime. Um, <laughs> I mean, look, Lana Del Rey released her first album six years after Taylor released hers, so... Yeah, but like Lana, I remember hearing video games like way before that. You didn't hear it before Taylor's first album. Oh, is that true? I don't remember the timeline to be honest. Yeah. But I I remember like hearing that Lana Del Rey song and then not thinking about her for a while, and then waking up one day and realizing that she was a big deal that a lot of people knew. And I was like, oh. Strangely, I think one of the first times I I really realized it was when she did that um, song with the. Uh, Miley and Ariana Grande for the Charlie's <laughs> Angels movie. And I was like, Lana Del who? Really? Oh. So it's still her second biggest charting song. I guess she's doing stuff. Uh it's in it's insane 
to announce an album at the Grammys. That's not what the Grammys are for. That's Taylor for the VMAs. Taylor does not operate by your rules, Todd. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I, I'm I, really I, not sure about the title. Can we talk about this title? This torture um, title? <laughs> it's labored in a way that her album titles are generally not. Yeah, usually her titles are are good. I I don't know what why this like Dead Poet Society. It it literally sounds like Dead Poet Society was taken, so she did this like off-brand version. It's funny that like she's like going like super poet girl on this super artsy or like some kind of pretentious when she's like the biggest celebrity in the world and she's dating this uh, hulking oaf of a man. Well, you know, she's, she's, she's winning the Super Bowl personally. Yes, I know. So that Joe Biden can be president. <laughs> Definitely a real thing that you don't need to inspect at all. I, I, yeah, I don't know. Fine. It feels like, like it, I, I wasn't like, oh, she didn't deserve to win for that best pop vocal album. I was like, no, that seems right. Mm-hmm. That's all right. That's a fair win. What happens next? Remind me. We get to the in memoriam. The longest in memoriam. Christ, we didn't time. We didn't memorialize Princess Die this long. My God. It went uh, on forever. Like but there was a lot. A yeah. lot, a lot. So they had um uh started with Stevie Wonder doing a little something for Tony Bennett. Right. And there was not even uh any in, in memoriams happening during that, right? Not really. Um, yeah. So and the and the deal was that like they had Tony like up on the video, right? So that they could sort of duet back and forth, right? Uh, and not, like not, I've I've seen I've seen that when it's like Paul McCartney doing it with John Lennon, mm-hmm. and it's like it's it's fine. It's not a gimmick I particularly like. I mean, it's rest fine. in peace, Tony Bennett, great guy. But then, any fucking Lennox, oh. Doing nothing compares to you. It's a good, it was a great performance. Incredible. Now that was this was that was one of the best of the night for me. That absolutely blew me away. And uh, huge thanks to Annie Lennox for being the one person to use the word ceasefire. Um, your artists, right? Like, I mean, I, I get that it's a it's a mainstream night, but like, thanks Annie Lennox. It seems like apparently no one else is going to say it. So, and appreciate what, you. How better to honor the late great oh, yeah. Sinead O'Connor? Yeah, it was. I mean, like it, she was the most right person to do that for sure. Um, she was the right person to be singing that song. She was the right artist to be uh, giving tribute to that artist, and uh, it was a, a really well done thing. And then we we kept it up because after that, John, John Batiste came out, right. He sang. Let it, um, he said no. He sang. Uh, Lean on me. He sang a couple of things. Um, it was for uh, Clarence Yvonne, right? Like that was that was who they were celebrating. So uh, that was also very. What I liked about that it was it was a it was a perfect counterpoint because Annie Lennox had done a thing that was very mournful, very sad, and very potent, powerful. And then John Patiste came out, and it was like very celebratory. And I thought that was great. Yeah, I literally watched his documentary uh yesterday and you know a lot of it is about his uh wife uh fighting cancer so like it's clearly on his mind so 
I mean, that was filmed like two years ago, so I don't know how, I, mean, I assume his wife is doing fine now, but, uh, you know, he has thought a lot about this topic, so it was, um, and, and then, uh, Fantasia came out. She came out. She did, uh, Tina Proud, Turner. She did Proud Mary. She was absolutely fantastic. She Incredible. Was, that was another, like, like I say, Annie Lennox was, was a, was a performer, then, but like, it's like, I don't, the In Memoriam was on point. Like everybody, except for Stevie Wonder, sorry, Stevie, um, did really gangbusters, but especially um, Annie Lennox and, and Fantasia, I thought. Yeah, it was a, it was a good time. Stevie's a little shaky. You know, no one, no one wants to say that. Stevie Wonder's a legend. It wasn't great. Fantasia's was great. Uh, I saw The Color Purple the other day, too, and uh, it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. So, hmm. uh, okay, what happened after the In Memoriams? And then uh, Jay-Z got the Dr. Dre Global Impact Award. I have never now, seen... Now, J- now we've got something to say. I've never <laughs> seen Jay-Z go. like that. It was something else. It yeah. was quite a, it was quite a, quite a counterpoint to SZA's speech, wasn't it? That's a, that was another one that felt very off the cuff, but I'm not sure he pulled it off. What was the thing I said on Twitter? That it had big Bill Murray at the end of Scrooge energy? <laughs> He's rolling. Don't interrupt him. Um, I don't know. I've never seen Jay-Z like that. He seemed nervous. He said he was nervous. I don't know. I've never seen Jay-Z not like in complete control of what he was doing. So like, I didn't. Um, it was odd. I just wasn't like, I don't. We should. We just got to give beyond whatever award it is that Jay Z wants his wife to have. You know what? Just whatever the next thing, she, just give it to her. <laughs> she probably should have gotten it already. I would like for the saga of Beyonce hasn't gotten the big award to end. I would like for it to be over. You know who else I think probably would also like for it to be over? Beyonce. <laughs> Like I was like I was like who are you serving up here, man? Like you don't need to, you don't need to do this for your wife. Like I gotta assume she knows this about you. She's to, she's told it often that it's weird that she hasn't won the big award at the Grammys. Uh, I don't know that you need to do it, and it's also double weird that he was like, some of you deserve to be here, some of you don't. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> he just said it out loud, and he was like, <laughs> said something. It was like, sorry, when I'm nervous, I get too honest. It's like, <laughs> yeah, that's my worst trait is I'm too honest. Yeah, I was like, that's, wait how, that's how you don't get a job at the interview, Jay-Z. Yeah, I mean, he's Jay-Z. He can do whatever he wants. That's true. I wanted to point out the, the thing that he said about Will Smith and DJ Jazzy Jeff. I like the Will doing Smith a, doing, doing a Because he, he was, he, was he, did, he did, they did a boycott, mm-hmm. but, they, but they still watched the Grammys. And I liked it because then Jay-Z said, it wasn't a great boycott. <laughs> and then he talked about how like what was it he came in and like DMX had put out like three records that didn't get nominated and, so and he, didn't get nominated so he also boycotted mm-hmm. by just watching it at home <laughs> that was the best part of the whole speech yeah anyway, that's, I, I had written that as a note and I was like that's worth mentioning and then Lionel Richie presented song of the year to Billie Eilish by the way have you watched that uh no, not yet. That 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 documentary yet? I have not. Although uh, I, I watched, I, I watched it and it's good. It, uh, if other people um, want us to talk about it, though, uh, you know, get get into those. Go to the Patreon. Right. Put a little money in. Get it to the list. But I would talk about that happily. Um, 
So Lionel Richie gave that award to Billie Eilish, and her and Phineas came up and did a big aw shucks and all. Yeah. If they, if Billie wants to stop winning these, she can stop giving such entertaining speeches. It's a great aw shucks and all, but that's, you know, like, she's yeah. like, aw shucks, guys. We were just here with a bunch of, you know, we're very blessed. We're very lucky. Yeah. <laughs> like, you got to be used to it by now. Like, by the time she won the Oscar last year, it seemed like she was, like, kind of, you know, getting used to it and, like, being comfortable with it and knowing how to give a speech. And he, But she's like, maybe there's a backlash brewing for that, the aw shucks stuff. Ah. Eh. I, don't, I mean, I think it's I mean, everyone, fine. I mean, that's it. I, I really like that song. She killed it that night. So I, I would say that's a deserved win. I was glad she won that. That's That's good. I agree. Yep. And now we're going to get into something that perhaps we will disagree on. All right. Joni Mitchell. Uh, I think you think because I cracked some little jokes about it over text that you think I don't like that performance. Well, what did you think of that? Performance? I was, that was a, a really great performance. That was like when I said that was going to be an all timer. Like that was what I was referring to. OK, great. That was that was for me. The performance of the night unbeatable, unmatchable. I mean, look, it's Joni Mitchell singing both sides now, a song that I don't, like, I don't even know if we could do a song versus song because I don't know what the hell I'd even compare it with. To me, both sides now is like, like if somebody came to you and said, uh, why do you think human beings invented music? (laughs) I would just play both sides now and walk away feeling like I'd answered the question. (laughs) That song is legit one of the most important artistic works in the history of human creation. The, the arc of Joni Mitchell these last few years is, has been pretty interesting because for the longest time, she's always kind of had this like arch look at being a rock star. She's not like really rated very high. She always says I'm a painter first and foremost and occasionally I'll put out some albums and it's not a big deal for me. And I'm not this kind of person. She's kind of like her compatriot, Neil Young, in that kind of way. Mm-hmm. Sure. And over the last five years or so, she started to like really lean in to the whole rock star thing. She's like, it's like, yeah, I am a, one of the greatest rock stars who ever lived. I'm going to go out on tour. I'm going to go sing the hits. Uh, I'm going to bask in it. And well, I mean, I, I think there's something to be said about, like, you know, for all we know, Joni Mitchell was, like, looking at it the time and being like, shit, it's late. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what I should do? Literally anything. Like, what if I, like, if I go out and tour, like, I'll really get the blood going. Like, even just, like, on a health level. I bet it was great to not just to, to be praised all the time, but, like, hang out with people she respects, listen to music that she likes, and actively be on the road and doing physical things like that's the thing you have to do when you reach a certain age like if you want to keep going you kind of got to keep going and by god Joni Mitchell has decided that she's going to fucking live laugh love and I'm very grateful because that performance was absolutely killer I like I I they announced that she was going to be singing next and I was like I feel as though I am crying now and then I cried fucking buckets. God, it was good. Well, like Brandy Carlisle was uh, there. The uh, Brandy Carlisle is 
basically the reason Joni Mitchell has decided to go out on tour again and like really cement her legacy and like lock that down. Like this is basically Brandy Carlisle's project and she was up there with her and she was just like beaming. Like, I think she's happier about this than anything she's ever done in her own career. And like, I mean, yeah, like she, that was like, it was her mission to make sure Joni Mitchell got her flowers and that she saw them from both sides now. So yeah. Who could complain about that? That's uh that's good shit. It was amazing. Uh, yeah. I wept openly. No one was around to hear it, but, uh, <laughs> I don't know you, if you were in a six box radio. If you were in a, within a six block radius, you probably would have heard it anyway. Uh, so that was very good. Like holy shit, was that good? Um, Travis Scott. Yeah, I mean, I've I've got I've got the the two songs he performed actually uh, grown on me. Some fiend and is it I know, but like I'm I'm just never gonna be a Travis Scott guy, and I I don't know. I yeah, I think he's boring. I think he's a boring person. And then we get to uh, Burn a Boy with 21 Savage. I liked that. I liked that. That was fun. It was okay. I, um, I, I felt like the mics were low. The mics have been were weird the entire night. Like, yeah, it, the mics on, on Burn a Boy were kind of low. And I thought that it, it like, like there was more energy in that performance than what I felt I was seeing from my couch. I, like the, the the entire night felt a little like technically sloppy. Mm. Like well, when they kept doing the thing where like someone would come out to like read the list of contenders and you would hear the entire crowd. Right. And a lot of people weren't in their seats when they need they were needed like twice during the opening monologue and a couple yeah, times. Yeah, Meryl, Meryl Streep had to come run, running out. Right. And then Taylor Swift came running in. Right. And I think it happened again later. And like SZA, well, SZA, missed, SZA was doing the change. She was doing a change. Yeah, like uh, it it was a little sloppy. Like you couldn't hear Casey Musgraves when she was trying to announce the awards for some reason. It was weird. Yeah. Uh, okay. Best new artist, Victoria Monet. Saw it coming a mile away. She it she makes been, the kind it of it. It could have been Coco Jones. Uh, Coco Jones is not as big as Victoria Monet, and she would, was competing for like the same voting block. I think. It was like clearly going to be Victoria Monet for me because she is like got that perfect mix of kind of old, kind of new that the the Grammys eat up. Uh, you thought it was going to be Ice Spice. And I was I like, I mean, I was kind of, well, now you're not going to believe me, but like, I don't. That was kind of, that was kind of for fun. <laughs> no, Victoria Monet seemed uh, pretty obvious to me. And I was, you know, I got that one right. So one for me. And uh, I think that's a good win. But we'll see. Lots of these best new artists fizzle out immediately, but I feel good about Victoria Monet. And then, record of the year. Boy. Flower, flowers. Obviously, that song must be very popular. It was a number one hit for a very long time. Is it still on the charts, or is it finally gone? I don't remember, but people like that song a lot. I, just I don't think get it's, it. It's, it's easily, to me, one of the weakest singles she's ever had, if not the weakest as a quality uh, of song. I just uh, having heard her entire, you know, boy, she's really some stinkers. Uh, I just hate this song. Like I, I came back around on it and then it was like 360. I went right back to where I started where I was like, no, no, the song is produced poorly. Like there's just no energy at all behind it. And I just, I don't know. There's, there's an energy that she clearly thinks is in the song that is neither 
in the production of the song, the arrangement of the song, the vocals of the song, or the writing of the song. Like, none of it is what she seems to think it is. And what I, I mean, maybe, maybe, look, no, the children must be wrong. Like, I guess it could be me, but clearly the children are wrong here. But I just, I don't get it. It doesn't hit any of the things that it feels like it's trying to do. And every time it wins an award or gets its flowers, Mm -hmm. uh, I just think she's going to keep making records like this. Stinkers. (laughs) Boring middle-of-the-road crap. Don't do that. Give me another dead pet, Smiley. We're due. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't get it. I don't. The song sucks. It sucks. Like it's genuinely. I, I feel like someone's gonna be like, "You guys hate Miley Cyrus." Not true. I like Miley Cyrus a lot. I loved Plastic Hearts. And uh, if you go back and listen to our episode where we did Chandelier versus Wrecking Ball, I went all in on Wrecking Ball. I think Wrecking Ball is exactly as bad. As flowers, in oh, that I, I, I think they're I, both five out of tens. Totally disagree, but that's okay. Uh, the point is that we're not we're not Miley Cyrus haters here. We're flowers haters. That's completely different. <laughs> anyway, um, Billy Joel. Uh, that song. Uh, the song is like, I'm happy to hear Billy Joel again. Uh, Billy Joel. Um, boy, his. Uh, it's weird to me. Like he would read angrily read bad reviews back in his prime you'd get so angry about it and like angrily read his bad reviews and like boy is that man been vindicated by history like kids <laughs> love him the kids fucking love billy joel That's as wild. well I they mean, we, should i well um it, i think that i remember billy joel having a big swing when i was in high school i think it just happens i think he's one of those guys that i mean like He's kind of timeless in the sense that, like, he just, like, the pendulum occasionally just swings back to him. Like, uh, uh, do people not like Billy Joel right now? Wait, five seconds. <laughs> it's going to come back around. It was fine. The song's fine. Uh, I'm not super impressed with uh, the song, and I'm probably not going to hear it again, so. I just was kind of shocked that, like, they were like, this is basically how we're ending the show. Because like Billy Joel sings a song, and then they did the last award, and then he went out. I mean, he hasn't he hasn't song. released a, a a pop song in thirty years. So, even I guess even, I just was like surprised. I was like, I don't. I mean, like him being in the mix, sure, but like two songs, Billy Joel. All right. Uh, so yeah, so in between the two songs he played, Taylor won for album of the year, thus marking her fourth win, which was like a first, was it? No yeah, most of all time, most album of the year wins of all time. Uh, uh, we talked. We talked about this. That she, 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 she kissed Lana Del Rey's ass. Yes, she's a, a big fan, which is fine. It's funny because Lana Del Rey was hiding in the corner. Yeah, <laughs> she was like hiding between two larger people. Yeah, yeah. She's like felt like Willem Dafoe in Shadow of the Vampire. Just, I don't know. Like the the Taylor Lana connection is an odd one. It was nice that they brought Celine Dion out there. You know, with all of her health problems and what's going on. So that I was didn't, I didn't know. Oh yeah, it's a uh, she may not perform ever again. It's well, that sucks. Yeah, it sucks. Gosh, she's so good. Well, uh, Taylor won uh, because you know it's it's nice to see Taylor finally get a win. She, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's been such a you know a rough couple of years to be Taylor Swift. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. She never got out of that reputation slump. <laughs> such a bummer. 
Uh, you know, I was she just never recovered. Look what we made her do. We just <laughs> lay down and die. I mean, I was joking about this with other people. It was like, surely the like the, this has to like breed some kind of like overexposure backlash to Taylor Swift. It's like, no, you already had your chance to get rid of Taylor Swift and you failed. You failed six years ago and she came back stronger than ever. Uh, you you came at the king and missed. Well, <laughs> Like if you you had your chance now, uh, now Taylor Swift is going to control everything. Like the fact that she only walked away with two, I I mean I, it feels planned almost. I like I, like I, exactly I, I, the right amount yeah. for her to win, like you said. Yeah, look, I don't. I feel like the last thing I want to do is start leading into conspiracy theories because there's already enough about Taylor Swift. But uh, it was, yeah, I mean, like, if you were to tell me, hey, the facts are in, I got the hot goss. And uh, yeah, they actually like made they She made a deal, a backdoor deal so that she would win exactly two awards because they ran the numbers. And that was what was going to be ideal. Um, if that turned out to be true, I wouldn't be like, wow, huge shock. But also like, I don't know, kind of a huge shock. I don't think it's necessary. Um, not to say that that Taylor is not very good at having a message. God, her messaging is maybe second to none. Oh yeah, she's like the the fact that for like three years there, her like marketing was as shaky as it was is just feels so odd and anomalous because ever since then she has played every card correctly. Yeah, she has made been, nothing but winning moves in a way that is I like genuinely terrifying. I just like it's there's a thing between acknowledging like, wow, that's wild. Like she really has got tight control on stuff. Like we called her uh, the anti Britney Spears. Yeah. When we, were, when we were talking about Britney Spears in an earlier episode. And this is the reason why, like she's got so much control over herself and her ability. To, like it's like she knows all the right people when she's like, I you don't know, want to have somebody do an interview with me. She'd like she's got the right place, the right person. Like, this is, like, old music stuff, right? This is, like, artists of the past. I think part of the reason why Taylor feels so exceptional is that when people are really famous now, it's that they've got, like, stands that people are afraid are going to dox them, right? Right. And that's the that's the primary thing. And Taylor certainly has, um, has a segment of her fandom that is that. But, like, also she just... Is very good at business in the <laughs> in the classic sense, right? Like in that way where it's like she knows exactly who she, who she needs to talk to. She's got the right people to go to the other right people to make it so that things are written about in exactly the way that she wants them to be written about. It's very like there. She is very powerful in that way, but she's not controlling the way that the Super Bowl goes. So that mm-hmm. she can endorse a president. That's not what's happening. I just want I just want us all to be very clear that there's a fine line between understanding that she's very good at business and thinking that she's secretly like in some kind of cabal where she owns the world. That's weird. I, I saw someone say, I, I'm trying to find this tweet so I can credit them. I can't find it. But said that this was like a shareholder announcement when she announced the album. It was an announcement to the shareholders of Taylor Swift Industries that uh, quarter one earnings look really good. <laughs> and uh, Oh, and then like the, there was the guy, the guy that that's like the the guy, 
the Grammys guy, oh. Mr. Grammys. Oh, boy. He tried to both sides or all lives matter what will what's happening in Gaza right now. And boy. it was met with a very sour response. You and I were not sure which side the person who was upset was coming down on. I was very annoyed. There is like the right thing to say, which is not something they can say on a. <laughs> yeah. Like you're not going to like you, you guys got a gimme. Any Lennox said the thing you can't say. Well, the thing is no, like I think what they said is the right thing to say in the sense that the right thing to do is to not bog us down with horrible discourse. Yeah. But uh, then don't say anything. They, if they had said nothing, there would have been horrible discourse about it. And a, a terrorist attack happened at a music festival. Every time, every time that has happened, it happened at Las Vegas and it happened uh, at Manchester. Every time something happens, they get up on stage and say, what a horrible thing that happened this year at a music thing. So if they had said nothing, we would be drowning in takes about it. Wouldn't the thing have been to name that that happened and then, and now, in in lieu of adding to anything, we're going to have this group play that has Israeli musicians and Palestinian musicians. And we're going to hope that the union of these artists and their music together will inspire a resolution to this horrible conflict. The end. I mean, that's basically what they said, isn't it? Mm, he, he, he really, like, he... he Got as close to saying all lives matter without actually using those words. He said I think all he got, innocent lives. Yes, he did. He did say. So he, that's he what. Had, that's had, what. I mean, like two or two of the three words were there. I uh, my feed was like uh, 10 seconds ahead of yours. So I, tw- I, I I tweeted you. Oh, no, because I could tell immediately where this was going. And you were like trailing behind. It was like, oh, my God, what is this safe space? Shit, and I'm like, oh, God, Lena doesn't know where this is going. Yeah, I hated it. I hated it so much. Um, And again, we are but a small podcast, so I'm not going to talk about the conflict in Gaza, I guess. That's the phrase I'll go with. But, like, I don't know. There had to have been, I think it should have been even briefer. Like, hey, this thing is happening, and in lieu of a formal statement that's not going to change jack shit, here are these people playing. If you're not going to say, quote unquote, the right thing, because like we're no one is going to tell you what the right thing is to say here. It's going to piss off someone. I and I'm almost in admiration of how little they said and how much there was like they found the 100 percent safest thing they could say. And it's obviously going to prompt some uh, pushback. But I think like of their billions of bad options, that was their uh, best thing in the way of avoiding controversy. If you think avoiding controversy is the right thing to do here, which, you know, I, I think it's OK for us to leave it there. Yeah. Um, was there anything else that you recall or do you really not know clouds at all? Uh, Billy Joel ended with you may be right. Uh, you know, Billy Joel has like tons of songs. Uh, I'm not sure why he wanted into it on his hardest rocker, except to show that he can still do it. <laughs> so I sure. Think that was it. You've, you've answered your own question. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was a, a, a thoroughly three and a half hours 
that went about as well as it could have. It well, I mean, it, as not badly as it could have. There you go. It was fine. It was a you know good solid three and a half hours. The biggest night, not the greatest night of music. It's fine. It was absolutely fine. No complaints, except that um, I complained that I decided to talk about music for a living and I'm obligated to watch this every year. <laughs> I had a fine time. <laughs> thanks for thanks for doing it with me. Oh, Todd. No, thank you. What what time is it over there? It's one so, eleven. Jesus Christ. Uh, I'll, I'll let you go. We talked for 80 oh. minutes. Hooray. We did it. We did it. And we don't Thanks have to do it again everybody. for another year. Thanks for listening, everyone. See you at the VMAs. Bye. Bye.